Hey, we want to welcome you back to the Enduring Churches podcast today. Alan here with Trent. So glad to be with you. And uh, Trent, we expect guests to show up at church. I mean, I certainly hope everyone expects for guests to show up at church. But what do you do when they show up? How do you welcome them? You know, hopefully... Hopefully you're not that church out there that's uh, coming into the service and say, we'd like all our guests to stand up and introduce themselves. <laughs> if that is you, stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> but we want to talk to you today about how you welcome well. We want to do this thing well, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, it, it's kind of like a dog chasing a car. What does he do when he catches one? You know, it's like, <laughs> so um, that's kind of the the quandary that we face as church people you know what do we do we we pray for visitors to come we invite people to come and visit our church but when they get there sometimes we don't look like we plan for them to be there and we don't welcome well so and i alan has probably had this experience i've had this experience a lot where you show up and nobody really welcomes you, nobody talks to you, nobody smiles at you. And it's just kind of like, oh, Lord, I just pray that they don't get visitors because they're going to run them off. Anyway, we're going to talk through how to do this better because we want you to do it better. Yeah. So there's some do not do's in in the process. We already mentioned one. Please do not have them stand up and have to introduce themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not coming back after that i just want to let you know that no one wants to be put on the spot that way Uh, but what's some of the the worst things that that churches do and like you said trent i think the worst thing we do is when we just ignore someone we 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 say oh we want to give them space and so we just act like they're not there well you know Yes, we say that, but honestly, I think that a lot of the reasons we do that is because most folks are insecure. Most of our church folks are very insecure as well, and they struggle because they're like, well, I don't know what to say. And so, uh, you know, I understand that. Sometimes I, I have hoof and mouth disease too, and I say the wrong things or I'm goofy or whatever, but don't just ignore them. Uh, and don't turn away like, oh, there's somebody new I don't know. Um, put yourself out there and and help your church be the arms of Jesus and, and reach out to someone. Yeah, we you also have in our note, Trent, today that we shouldn't frown at them. And, you know, sometimes in a community, you know people <laughs> and you see them coming to church and you might not be happy. Well, I don't get along with them at work. Or I don't get along with their cousin or whatever. And so they walk in and instead of being joyful that they're at church, you frown. I mean, I've seen that. Yeah, well, and I have too. And, you know, here's another thing that people frown about is what if they're sitting in my seat? You know, and I've been to churches where they had shawls or pillows marking their places. And guys, let me just tell you, don't do that. Don't mark your your pew. I mean, that's just because that tells right away that you're not expecting guests to come. You're not expecting God to bring someone new. And, you know, because if, and and my grandmother, she did this, she, somebody would sit in her pew and she would go up to and say, well, you're sitting in my place. Could you move? I'm like, no, just go, you go sit someplace else, you know, let them sit there as a guest. 
Yeah, that's a, so frustrating, but I do see that. It, you know, I'm here in East Texas, and there are a lot of blankets in, in churches laying, laying over the, the pews. Now, I've been to one church where it was really, really cold in there. They offered me a blanket to put around while I was getting ready to preach. <laughs> I think they, they didn't want a frozen preacher, but, uh, you know, I think it's important to remember, you're right, there's a lot of things that we come in and guests may upset the apple cart, so to speak, and mm-hmm. That causes people to frown a little bit. Sometimes people just uh, pass by. You know, mm-hmm. I was, wrote that. I was thinking of that old song. You know, I, I, I can see them passing by. You know, the the song of the lost person. You know, mm-hmm. Christians walking by me, and they're not paying attention to me. We we don't need to be guilty of just passing by, do we? No, you know, and I could tell you story after story about being in churches that if you were to ask their folks outside of church, are, are you a friendly church? And they're all, like, oh, my goodness, yes, we are so friendly. But a church that I, we went to in a college town in Oklahoma um, that we went to visit with, and everybody had told us this is a great church. They're very friendly. We went in, and there's, you know, two, 300 people in there. And not a single soul talked to us. They all were so friendly to each other, but they would pass by us and go hug their their friends and not say a word to us. So finally, at the end of the service, the pastor that I knew came up and said hi to us. That was the only person in that entire service. Yeah, people are very guilty of just walking by. And I see that a lot, too. And even in churches that have like welcome times and welcome areas. And one of my frustrations, sometimes even with my own welcomers, is that they would get so caught in in conversations with their best friends that they're seeing that they see once a week at church that guests could could pass by them and they didn't notice. And so sometimes it's the guests passing by. We don't we don't acknowledge them or anything like that and that's a real tragedy in our churches we need to engage people especially our new people you know Trent, mm-hmm. there's we sometimes do and this is one yeah i almost felt like it was like a seinfeld thing or something but the close talker the space <laughs> invader you know we, we do not need to be space invaders do we no, yeah, and some people bless their hearts. <laughs> That's a southern euphemism for you're a jerk. But um, it, bless your heart means yeah. It, so they just don't realize that they are talking too close to somebody, and people are trying to get away, you know, and turn them, and they just keep moving right with them. <laughs> and so don't be that guy. Yes, and you may have halitosis too, because I've noticed that that happens to a. A fair number of space invaders. They always seem to have <laughs> breath too. So make sure that you don't invade people's space. Have understand physical dynamics that you want to keep an arm's length away from people. And especially in a post-COVID world, people really don't want you just all up in their face, all up in their business, so to speak. So mm-hmm. give them a, a little space there. Well, yeah. and to go go with that. You know, sometimes as pastors, um, we during invitation or afterwards, we're talking to people. And this happens when you're talking a lot, you will get bad breath because your mouth dries out and everything. So stick your mint in your pocket, put it in your mouth after the, after the preaching time. 
and you'll be much more pleasant to be around after that. So, yeah, that's that preaching tip. That's preaching tip 101 from Trent. <laughs> that's right. But that is important. Yeah, keep keep a breath mint handy. You know, Trent, I think one other thing, it's really simple, but I always tried to encourage my church, and it didn't always go over well, but leave the back row available for guests. Mm -hmm. Many guests want to come in, and they want to sit back and observe. They don't want people behind them because they feel like they are on the spotlight. So leave the back back few rows for your guests. Yeah. Oh, and man, the churches that I've pastored, I would have to say that again and again, but it, and it would, it didn't seem to, they didn't understand. And so all the back rows, the back 25 rows would be full and, you know, the first five would be sparse. And so people would have to come and sit in the first few rows. And that makes a guest really uncomfortable. Um, so if you're a part of your church, an active member, then then come up forward and leave that space for them to come in and slowly ease into being part of the community. Yeah. So that's five don'ts. So those are some things to not do. Don't ignore, turn away from people, frown, pass by, be invasive. Um, you know, and I guess don't take the back row. That would So there, there's five of them that we don't want you to do. So we, there's some things we want you to do. So when you want to be welcoming to people coming in and pastor, this is you, this is your, your lay people, anyone who's on your welcome team, any church member can do these things to help make guests feel comfortable. So Trent, what's the most important thing we can do? Well, before we get into that, I want to just kind of tell you that there are some churches that are doing this really, really well. Um, Dana and I were in Kansas city. Um, we were, had gone for a conference we wanted to get up early and we wanted to go visit a church and so we just picked one off of the internet uh we got there and we were the oldest people there <laughs> and so we we didn't have high expectations but they were the best church i've ever seen at welcoming people all the way from the parking lot and two blocks down from the church they had people spaced along and that would not only welcome you and say hi but they would walk with you and show you exactly where to go in and make it so that you know so there are some people that are doing a great job and so um i want to say the first thing the very most important thing is to smile um so i think that's a key yeah no one wants to go to grumpy church <laughs> yeah there should be an excitement and an anticipation to being in the presence of God. So there should be a smile on our face. We can have a hard week, but there's something about even being just around God's people and in his presence um, that makes a world of difference. And that that smile should should be on our face. We should be warm and, and welcoming to people. So I, I think that's really good. Um, your smile is very important. Yeah, and then put that together with the number two thing. And you you become very welcoming. And that second thing is just a simple way. You know, when you see somebody, maybe you're in the parking lot and you see a new a new uh, person coming in. And most churches are small, so you're going to recognize that if there is somebody who's new that you haven't seen before. So smile, put a smile on your face. It takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. So give your face a rest and smile 
and then raise the hand and wave, you will just come across as very welcoming and it will help your church. Yeah. And if you're going to be in a beauty contest, learning the right wave can also <laughs> be helpful. But no, it is important. You know, waving is certainly a friendly thing. It used to be you wanted to shake everyone's hand. Not everyone wants to shake hands anymore. So you have to have, kind of have a way to acknowledge someone. And it begins it begins kind of with a wave or, or, or with a word. And, and that's kind of another thing that you have in here. Just say hi. Welcome. Welcome to our church. I think that's so important to be able to say hi and welcome. We want to welcome you. But also, be, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to say. Simple phrase. Hi, welcome to our church. My name is fill in the blank. Um, you know, I think that being able to tell them your name helps put them at ease instead of because a lot of places, the first thing they're going to ask them is, hey, what's your name? Well, they may not want to share that right away. Most guests don't want to share that. They don't want to give you, you know, all their pertinent information. They don't want to give you their name, their phone number, their email address, all that stuff and their address because they don't want you to bug them. So just smile and let them relax and, and say, hey, welcome to church. My name is Trent. How are you today? As simple is good. You don't have to go crazy some of some some of you are introverted some of you listening today do not like talking to people so the let less is more so keep that close to you just saying hi and welcome a lot of times just puts puts someone at ease and it makes it makes it them feel more comfortable being there so don't be afraid just to keep it simple you mentioned something you're talking about questions we kind of have that in there we don't want, we want to ask a few questions we don't want to ask a lot of questions you know, I still think back to the first member church membership cards that I ever gave to people. And I was appalled to find out it asked for someone's social security number. We actually used to ask for social security numbers on membership cards. Can you imagine handing one of those out today to someone? I mean, that's, oh my. what are, what are you going to do? You know, I, I was even asked, well, do you sell your information um, to third parties. I've been asked that question. You've got to, you got to be thinking people are protective um, with their information. So don't, don't go overboard in questions as you're getting to know someone. Yeah. And that, you know, as you said that, Alan, that may be a good thing to put in your bulletin or on your slides, you know, that are showing is that we do not sell our information. That's a simple thing and people might laugh at it, but there might be a guest who are like, well, Seems like everybody else sells their information and I get all kinds of junk. So churches might too. Yeah. And you might get lumped into something because I don't know if you've noticed on your phone or something, someone does a Google search for your church and they check out your online service and all of a sudden they, they're getting more ads for, for churches or they're getting ads for, for Christian magazines and all these other things. They think that maybe you're responsible for that when it's really the logarithms that are going on online. So to make people aware that you don't do that actually might be more important than you think, at least for that guest, especially that technologically aware guest. So, again, don't get overboard um, in your questions. And Trent, one of the best things that I've ever seen someone encourage church members to do to make someone feel comfortable, which to me is probably the this is like the ultimate compliment to a guest. Hey, would you like to sit with us? Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's awesome. You know, because 
people want, you know, a lot of times we push people away or we ignore them, like we're talking about the don'ts. Uh, but yeah, instead say, hey, come, come sit with us, you know, and especially people with kids, they're kind of freaked out about nobody's going to want to sit around us anyway. But if you invite them to come sit with you, that that takes the guard down quite a bit. Yeah, you know, we used to do a thing in churches. I don't know if you remember this, Trent. They used to have days called Pack a Pew Day, where you and everyone to kind of fill your pew. Uh, but there was a reason behind that. The reason behind that was if you knew someone, they're more likely to come if they know they get to sit by you, if they know they have a personal invitation. And, you know, if you've got someone you're trying to get to come to church, one of the best things you can do is say, hey, would you would like to come to our service? And we'd love to have lunch with you after you're doing that extra step. And this is kind of a step. I didn't know you. I didn't know you were going to be here, but I'm anxious for you to be here. Would you like to sit with us? It's just such a simple thing and such a powerful thing that you can do to put a guest at ease. So, Trent, um, what, what's the role of questions for a guest? A lot of guests come in and they may have watched a service online, but that doesn't answer all their questions. So where can they go to get their questions answered? Because not every church has a, I guess you'd call it a, a welcome center. Yeah, I would say most churches, small churches don't have a welcome center. And so they're counting, your pastor is counting on you as a member to be that welcome center on the go. Uh, and you know, you're right. A lot of people will watch a service online, but it doesn't answer questions like where are the restrooms? You know, maybe uh, they have a child or they have, have a need for a restroom in the middle of service. And they, they certainly don't want to sit on the front row and have to go find the, the restroom. Uh, so, you know, but if you could say, hey, we're glad you're here. Do you have any questions about anything? And then they might be wanting to ask about where are the bathrooms, where's the nursery? Um, is there a place I can feed my child? Um, you know, maybe a lady is feeding, breastfeeding her child. Uh, there's a lot of things that people, they're, they're not gonna like go up and ask people, but if you give them the opportunity to ask a question, they may have a lot of questions. Yeah, and if your church has, does anything that maybe is, is different or unique, to give them a heads up that you do that. You know, some churches um, may have a thing where you're welcome to stand or sit, but they don't say anything in those times. Hey, let them know. We want you to be comfortable. You don't have to stand or so just whichever, you know, you can be stuck in between. It doesn't matter here. You know, warn yeah. people uh, what's going on in your church and in your service um, because you know the rules they may not know the rules. So it's just really helpful um, to do something like that. So make sure you ask if they've got questions. Trent, you said something earlier that you went had a really good experience and they walked along with you. So they walked you to the facility. Did they walk you once you got inside the facility? Did they take you to places and things like that? Well, there were at the church that we visited in Kansas City, there were several people that greeted us along the way. And they did such a good job of like the guy who greeted us in the parking lot walked us to the corner and, and showed us how to go into the church, um, you know, which door to go in. And then it, he also introduced us to the next person who was the greeter. And then we got to meet them. And then they showed us, you know, where things were, where they had some donuts and stuff there that Sunday morning. 
which, hey, if they got donuts, that's a Jesus thing, let me just tell you. Uh, and so they showed us that. Then, you know, another person, they introduced us to another person, and they showed us, you know, the sanctuary. And, and so they walked with us the places. They didn't just point. That's, that's one of the worst things people do. They point and say, well, it's over there. That's not helpful, and people don't like to wander around like they don't know where they're going. Yeah, you know, we only had two two small buildings um, in, in Colorado. We had our worship building, um, and then we had our education building, and one little hallway between them. And it was so important for us to walk people for, through that hallway to the education wing of our building so that they knew where to go. You think, we could just tell them, well, you go through that door and it's down the hallway. That's really all there was to it. But if you walk them, it just made a completely different impression. And I think that's a really important um, thing to remember that walking someone doesn't take you very long. You can pass them on, like you said, to someone who can help in the next step of the process. There's a kid's check-in or anything like that. You can do all those things. If you've got a, a Sunday school class that you can introduce them to the teacher, there are just so many things you can do to make the guest experience a better experience. And I think all of this, again, goes back to something you and I talk about a lot, Trent, about you've got to want to plan on having guests. So if you don't plan that you're going to have guests, you're certainly not going to have them. And when you do have them, they're not going to have a good experience. So knowing in your mind that you're prepared for guests it, with some of these things is really important. Yeah. And so we want you to be successful. We want your guests to be having a positive experience so that they'll come back again. And so that's why today we talked about a few things that we don't want you to do, such as ignore them or frown or pass by or take the back row up. Um, don't do those things, but there are several things we talked about today that you should do. And so um, all of this, again, just like Alan said, is so that you can have a positive experience and be a place that people feel comfortable welcoming, uh, coming as a guest, and then if they feel comfortable as a guest, they're, they're going to bring a friend with them. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, Trent, I'm looking at our list of seven things that we say to do. You know, smile, wave, and say hi. Those are the first three. You're t talking about something that takes less than five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds could change the entire atmosphere in your church. Think about that. That's how important these, these things are. Make sure that you're doing the simple things to make guests feel welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And so today, again, this is just some tools that you can easily put in place. But pastors, you have to talk to your people about this. You have to train them and you have to tell them, hey, this next week, we're working to have guests here. We're praying for people to come. Will you be one of those people that's a greeter on the go? Will you talk to them, smile, all the things that we talked about today. So pastors, make sure and train and talk this up with your folks. Yeah, it's a great, great reminder that we need to be good welcomers in our church and be ready for guests when they come in. And there's a lot of things to get ready for. I know a lot of churches, you're out there, you're getting ready for your budget for 2024. I can't believe we're saying the 2024 budget, but we are. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about some things that you can consider for your 2024 budget. So 
anyway, I know Trent's ready for you to add him into yours. I'm ready for you to add me into yours. <laughs> oh, we got some tips for you as you plan for your 2024 budget. So we certainly hope that you will plan to be back for next week's episode. And we're so grateful that you joined us for this one. Uh, please do us a favor. Give us a rating uh, wherever you listen to this podcast look, so that others can hear about it and also pass this on to one of your friends. So they too can be reminded how important it is to welcome someone. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to catching you on our next episode of the Enduring Churches podcast. Mm-hmm.